Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of 1 Corinthians, specifically chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. No one is ever saved in response to any message other than the true gospel. The word gospel literally means good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news about salvation through Jesus Christ, available only by faith in Him. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, The Gospel. But Paul was the one that God used to oversee this great transition that took place. On the day recorded in Acts chapter 2, 3,000 people believed. 3,000 of what kind of people? 3,000 of the kind of people who were in Jerusalem for the the Feast of Pentecost. So 3,000 Jews believed, and then you work your way through Acts, and pretty soon it's 5,000, and then it's more than that. And then the gospel jumps a fire break, and it goes to Samaritans, and the, and the apostles are, are called in to validate exactly the same thing happened to them that happened to us. And then, through Peter, all of the dietary regulations that made Israel distinct from the, from the Gentiles, they're all removed, and then God uses Peter to preach to a group of Gentiles, and they believe. And then God brings along Paul. To Paul, he gave the fullness of the resurrection about Jew and Gentile together on an absolutely equal footing in Christ, Ephesians chapter 2 and, and elsewhere. And Paul is the one that God sent to take the gospel primarily to Gentile territory. Do you know that of the apostles, the one who apparently received the most direct revelation of any of them was Paul. Now, you could, you could debate about that. Matthew got the whole book of Matthew. John got the whole book of John. He'd be the only one that might rival Paul for the number of words and number of pages in the New Testament because John wrote the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and the, and the book of Revelation. But, hey, there's 27 books in the New Testament, and the apostle Paul wrote 13 of them. It's almost half of the New Testament. He was seamlessly connected with the ministry of Peter, and he seamlessly alongside Peter helped pass that along to the elders of the local churches to whom he ministered as well. Peter and Paul get the most ink in the New Testament, but by human standards, it would be very easy to make the case that Paul had it wrong. He's not the least of the apostles. He's the greatest of the apostles. But you know what? That's not the attitude that anybody has who is a true servant of Jesus Christ. I'm not the greatest. I'm the least. Least of the apostles is Paul's self-description. That's how a humble person thinks of himself or herself. 
You can't come to faith in Christ. You can't serve Him in any kind of ministry of the gospel unless you recognize your total unworthiness. Like Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. It starts out with you realizing that when it comes to spiritual things, you're on the level of a beggar. You not only are poor, you can't do anything about it. You recognize your unworthiness. You you know you don't deserve the high calling of being being an adopted child of God. The essential quality of every true recipient of the gospel is humility. So when Paul calls himself the least of the apostles, I don't think he's making a phony statement. I don't think that's some kind of inverted pride that's looking for a compliment. I don't think he was claiming to be inferior either. He's just recognizing his unworthiness. It's the same point that Peter had to come to when Jesus restored him after his denials. So he says, I am the least of the apostles, but look at verse 10. But by the grace of God... I am what I am, and His grace toward me did not prove vain, but I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. What Paul says there, that's the universal attitude of every single one who loves Jesus Christ. Absolutely Every good thing that we can ever accomplish, it's not because we're so smart. It's not because we're so skilled. It's not because we're so especially loving. It's by the grace of God. Everything that we are enabled to do, it is by the power of God, which is His grace at work within us. Now, I think that forms a really good introduction for the study of the gospel that I want to insert into our series in 1 Corinthians. We'll do that, Lord willing, Wednesday night. But this is all about the gospel. And remember, it is never changing. It is the one and only means of salvation, and it demands a response. What is your response to the gospel? Now, if you're sitting staring at a little box this morning, listening to a talking head, you're obviously not hostile to the whole idea of the gospel, but have you truly responded? The gospel is good news. Well, good news about what? Well, the good news is the answer to the bad news. The bad news is, I'm a sinner. I can't do anything about that. I'm part of... What Romans 3.20 says, all have sinned, or 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. I deserve death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Have you come to Christ empty-handed? Not saying, you know, Lord, with your help, I could be really good. No, no. Lord, apart from you, I'm really bad. I have nothing that I can bring to you. Please, be merciful to me, the sinner, the way the man prayed in the, in the gospel of, of Luke. I told you the gospel is contagious. I remember when it came to me, 
Someone said, you believe that Jesus died for your sins, don't you? I'd never heard that. I'd never thought of that. But then that person went on to say, the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and they had me at sinned. I knew I'd sinned. I knew I'd sinned countless ways, and I was only 17 years old, and I was pretty much a good kid by all the standards around me. But I was immediately convicted, yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I deserve nothing. If you're convicted that way today, that is the invitation from God. Come to me. I will give you rest for your soul. The gospel, my friend, is not designed to make you comfortable, to make you happy, to make you wealthy, to give you constant good health in this life. The gospel is about the fact that there's good news, that even though you deserve the eternal wrath of God, you can instead of that have His eternal blessings, uh, an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, that will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God for that final step of salvation. People often talk about the gospel and say, it starts with, God loves you. Oh, does God love you? Well, yeah, John 3.16, God so loved the world. But God so loved the world, what? And He gave His only Son so that whoever believes in Him won't perish. The bad news is you're on your way to perishing apart from Christ, apart from the gospel. There's God's gospel. You're lost, but I'm willing to save you. And there's man's gospel. Lord, shine me up a little bit so I look better right now. How tragic when we preach a form of the gospel that gives someone false hope and keeps them comfortable on their way to hell. What's your response to the gospel? Have you turned your life over to God? Have you cried out to Him, be merciful to me, the sinner? Have you asked Him to become the Lord of your life and to begin to make you over from the inside out into the person that He means you to be? That's why we have the gospel. And let's pray. Father, thank You for this great good news of the gospel. Christ died for our sins. According to the Scriptures, He was buried. He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Lord, we, we rejoice that by Your grace we can stand complete in Christ. We can worship You in spirit and in truth. And Father, maybe, maybe somewhere someone is looking at a, a cell phone, a, a little computer screen, maybe even a big screen somewhere, and realizing today that they are not forgiven, that they're not standing in Your grace, that they're not standing in Your gospel, that they're not standing in the joy of the forgiveness made possible only by Your Son. Have Your way in any such heart. Have Your way in each of our hearts that we may be ambassadors for the gospel wherever You take us. Thank You for it. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.